1: <laughs> Rolling, Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1008, January 27th, 2023. 47 degrees we hit on this day. That was in 1934, and then you go all the way up to 1950, and she was 23 below. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. I got a note from Kelly who says, of course Joe is chill. Yesterday I was kind of chill. I was being accused of chilling. Yeah. Of course Joe is chill. He lives in Wyoming. Oh, uh-huh. okay. I just flew in to do this show. See, Boy, am I almost tired. I did. I got more emails from people leaving the state, and they, I've just kept the sincere ones, than I do from people who intend to do something about the current mess we're in. In other words, it might have reached the point for many people where they just say, "That's, I'm done, yeah. I'm out huh. of here.
2: Yeah.
1: I can't, uh, I can't handle it. For example, uh, Dave Ferrin writes, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. you. I've been a long-time listener starting with the radio show and now tuning into the broadcast daily. I have been especially dialed into the conversation about leaving the state of Minnesota. I am hitting the road. I'm about 14 months from retirement. For the past year, my wife and I have discussed we, where we are going to retire knowing it was not going to be Minnesota. The reasons are simple. One, you could start with the long, cold winters. Personally, I can handle this. The bride, not so much. Two, the state is taxing people to death. We have a $16 billion surplus. No, it's more like $18 billion. And our government gets to pick what the money goes towards instead of giving it back. Do you think if the IRS had overpaid a taxpayer, they would uh, allow the taxpayer to keep it? Oh, yeah. Number three, the government is growing way too big for every person on the government dole is one less person paying into the government to pay for everything. No, if you work for the government, you still pay taxes, you get a salary, right? Mm-hmm. That means fewer people paying for a larger government. For I refuse to live in a state that is passing laws allowing the kill of hu- allowing the killing of humans in the womb. They are every bit as human as you or I. I could go on, but I think you get the drift for what it's worth. I'm moving to Florida. The house we purchased is in the same neighborhood as another son and it has a large pole barn on the property, a perfect place nice. for my classic cars. It is easy. Is it easy for us to hit the road? No. We moved here in 1981. That's 42 years ago for those who avoid math. We have family in Minnesota, a son, his wife, and grandkids. We are close to our church. We have many close friends, not to mention it's costly to buy, sell, and move. This is not a cheap ordeal, but to me the short-term cost of moving Far outweighs the long term cost of living here, plus how do I live in a state that is so drastically opposed to my beliefs? The good news, no matter where I go, I will continue to listen to garage logic. Thank you for letting me spew my thoughts. I will forever keep pushing back David huh yeah, well, see, he sits down with the misses and they have a heart to heart, and they figure it out, and mm-hmm. they can go
0: mm-hmm. i uh I told you this already, but I informed the young lady I'm married to, who does not pay attention to politics that much, and I said, "Are you aware of the uh, the uh, increase for uh, license tabs that the governor hopes to accomplish?" And her mouth dropped. She, she said, well, "Why, why, why would they do this?" I said, "Honey, you got to start paying attention."
1: Well, she really, uh, you know, you can eat, you can yeah. choose your wife's way of life, which is very peaceful, because she doesn't concern herself with this, right? But then those are the people who are going to wake up one day and not know what hit them.
2: Correct. But those are the also the people who don't pay attention to politics and the news that we need in our corner. Because when regular Minnesotans find this out, there's going to be outrage. I just said that. But they're going to wake oh. up and not know
1: what the hell yeah. happened to them.
3: Yep. Right. You just used different words, I think. I did.
1: Yeah. I did.
0: You know what's going to happen, Joe, when that happens? They're going to go like this.
4: Yeah. What
1: happened? <laughs> I'm broadcasting. Uh, I just want to get something out of the way early. It's not, it's not that important. Well, it is important. Last a week ago, Tuesday, we had our gala, 1000th, at the uh, Hopkins, at that beautiful venue in Hopkins, Hopkins, the Performing Arts Center. Hopkins Center
0: for the Arts. Center
1: for the Arts. and. Yes. I don't know, three quarters of the way through the show, I I showed Kenny a clipping I had brought. And and I think Kenny said, let's not do that. And I agreed, let's not do it. It was the story. uh, I couldn't find it today, but I did find a similar one. It was a story in the metro section buried about a kid who either died or was seriously injured. He either died because he was shot or he was seriously injured, but. The point of the story was he was in a stolen Kia. And it seems to me there's been so much press given to Kias yes. that they're either easy to steal or or what have you that I, I the prediction I was gonna make last Tuesday, a week ago Tuesday was: I predict we'll be suing Kia. We won't, you know, the, the kids' behavior we don't worry about, but we're gonna go after Kia. Because apparently they're making a car that, for some reason, is too enticing. Well, sh- steal. Well, right. sure enough, today I got wind of, uh, well, I got a note from Dan Schultz who writes, I've been sitting here scratching my head trying to come up with a humorous or insightful introduction to this story, but I'm at a loss. It seems like something you'd be interested in because I'm sure it's only a matter of time before other cities jump on the bandwagon. The city of Seattle is Uh, not actually dying and obviously has everything else under control when the city attorney Ann Davidson has time to file a lawsuit against Kia and Hyundai for causing exponential increase in car thefts. And I I was going to predict that the night we were in Hopkins, but it just didn't fit the, it didn't fit the vibe of the environment. So I let it go because I was going to say the same thing. We're going to just sue the automobile manufacturers. In the last two years, thefts of Kia and Hyundai cars increased by 363% and 503% in Seattle, according to the lawsuit she filed. Uh, The Seattle Police Department reported a 620% increase in reports of stolen Hyundais and Kias in July 2022 over the previous July. Kia and Hyundai, according to this uh, Seattle attorney, uh, chose to cut corners and cut costs at the expense of their customers and the public davison said in a statement as a result our police force has had to tackle a huge rise in vehicle theft and related problems with already stretched resources now seattle taxpayers must shoulder the burden of the increase in theft this is this is it, it's beyond an outrage because it's just it's the mindset of the mysterious. Right. You yeah, mm-hmm. can't
0: even make it up fast
1: enough. I can't make it up
0: fast enough. Mm-hmm. Make it up.
1: Uh, this is from Dan in Buckley, Georgia. Uh, as he said, as I think about this, I'm actually, I'm sorry, did I say Buckley, Georgia? I think so. Yeah. Dan in Buckley, Washington. As I think about this, I'm actually more surprised that they're even complaining about this issue. It would be more like the city of Seattle to solve this problem by proposing to just give everyone a Kia or a Hyundai so they don't have to steal
0: one. Mm. Well, that isn't... That's next.
1: That's not off the table.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Vehicles for all. We're already handing out license, uh, driver's licenses to everybody. So I went to look this up, this piece that I had cut out of the Tribune a week ago.
1: And I went to their search bar and I could not find it, but I...
2: I've got it here.
1: Well, you do have it here. What happened to that young man?
2: Uh, Yes. Minneapolis officers responded around 630 to reports of a crash, 40th and DuPont. Soon after reports of someone shot in the same area, officers found a red Kia and a teenager in the driver's seat suffering from multiple gunshot wounds. Uh, life-saving measures were enacted, but he was pronounced dead at the scene.
1: Do we know if the car was stolen?
2: Uh, I think it was. It had, it? Yeah. it had to yeah, be. Yeah, it's in the headline, Teenage yeah. Boy uh, yeah. Fatally Shot While Driving Stolen Car.
1: And I saw that last week, and I said, we're going to be suing Hyundai. And sure enough, here comes wow. Seattle. <clears throat> you know, they're doing it. Hold my beer. Yep. Here's a story from la- uh, December 22nd. Just this past December 22nd, okay. a 14, this is from the Star Tribune, a 14-year-old boy was, is in the hospital with life-threatening injuries after crashing an allegedly stolen Kia into a tree Sunday night in North Minneapolis. Police uh, responded with fire and EMS personnel around 10.40 p.m. Sunday after a report of a single-vehicle crash near North 39th and Upton. The officers found a 14-year-old boy with severe injuries my God, Kenny, I wonder if it's the same kid.
2: Uh, let me go back. I man.
1: wonder if it's the same kid. The boy was the only occupant, and the Kia Optima had been reported stolen,
2: police said. Well, my story's from the 13th of January. No,
1: I understand that. This is from December. I'm wondering oh, if it was, oh, it was the same kid. Oh, you think it was the same kid? I wonder. Oh. The boy was the only occupant, and the Kia Optima had been reported stolen, police said. Uh, The boy was taken to North Memorial Hospital where he where he remained Monday. This is a tragedy. A life hangs in the balance. Minneapolis chief O'Hara said speed was a contributing factor. Minneapolis PD used the news release to highlight significant increases in Kia and overall car thefts in the city because our progressive ideology in this state has led to such a great quality of life, hasn't it? For yeah. what you pay, what a great quality mm-hmm. of life yeah. you gave.: <clears throat> uh, And they went on to problem uh, the police went on to say there are problems with how easy it is to steal Kia cars, Kia and Hyundai thefts in Minneapolis number,, 2166 so far in 2022. I'm reading from this December piece compared with 218 at the same point in 2021. Well, what happened? Kia didn't change their ignitions between 2022 and 2021, did they? Due yeah. to the social Yeah, media, they did. They did.
2: Bo- both Kia and Hyundai, as of uh, late 2021, but now have immobilizers on them. Due to social media,
3: these thieves found a way to get into these cars and was,
2: joyride Matthew, them. Matthew, it was a TikTok challenge. It was right there on the internet, how to do it. Uh, I wonder if TikTok is going to be sued you know in china
1: you mean yeah, yeah good luck and here's another example of why it would literally be extremely difficult if not impossible to discover if the 14 year old boy gravely injured in december in a stolen kia did he recover for example i, I hope he did did he recover and was he the same kid who last week, was shot multiple times in a stolen Kia. The reason we don't know that is because, uh, because of our such great quality of life in, the, in Minnesota, in the Twin Cities, it's unlikely at all that the 14-year-old boy with severe injuries suffered any consequences whatsoever for the auto theft aside from his injuries. Now, that, but what I mean is maybe he went home in two weeks and he was fine,
0: But there was no criminal.
1: And he rallied. Mm -hmm. He's back on the street. The same age kid, right? 14?
2: Well, I found a later story dated the uh, 19th, uh, identifying him as a 15-year-old. Yeah, I heard of 15. And and they name him, but they do not talk about any previous um, incidents with him.
1: Well, it all leads to the prediction I was going to make last week, and it's already come (laughs) true. The way, the way the progressive mob will handle this is not attempt to demand that we hold children accountable or young adults accountable for their behavior. The way we will account for this is to sue the manufacturer of the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's no longer me being facetious. It's happening in Seattle. Yeah. So I got that out of the way, which is nice. <clears throat> you know why Porsches have their keys on the left side of the dashboard? No idea. Didn't know that. To my understanding, and I'm easily willing to be proven wrong, they're the only manufacturer that has the key on the left side. Think about it. When you get in your car, your ignition, whether it's a key or a button, Mm -hmm. is on the right side. Yeah, I know Mm why. Okay.
3: Because aren't they... Aren't they initially on the other side, on the drivers, on the passenger side? The steering wheel. No. <laughs> okay. Thought maybe that was it because then it would be on the inside. Well,
1: you're saying it's next to the it's, window.
2: It's because the majority of people are right-handed. That's why. I feel the very
1: reason reason Porsche ignitions are on the left side. Yeah, I tell me. Was to save money back in the day because it required less wire to go from the ignition to the starter.
2: Oh, those crowds are. So, you think
1: the Germans oh my, are less. that efficient? That that and for racing, it was easier for a j- driver to jump on the in the seat and it was right there, rather than go around the steering wheel and look um, for it. Hmm.
0: Boy, am I oh, sorry I brought that up. But yes, because you're still, all, all morons but looking at me like... I, I
2: think we're all kind of sorry yeah, you brought it up. Yeah.
0: But, but it's still requiring the same amount of physical exertion to start yeah, the vehicle. Yeah. Then
2: I'll
1: stick with the saving money
2: story.
3: Jürgen, there will be much less wire. No more copper.
2: <laughs> how, is this anecdotal? How do you... Yeah, how I was did you told come about to me this? During
1: my ill-fated ownership of a Porsche, it was explained to me by... What happened with that ride? She didn't uh, turn out real well, and I feel guilty to this day. And I don't want you bring. Well, I brought it up, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Speaking
2: of cars and hey, what do you
1: got? I'm trying to think of how many
3: Porsches I've ever even sat in.
2: Here we go. Here we go. You were right. You were right. I take it back, and I apologize. Up until 1970, the 24 Hours of Le Mans or huh. like we say in Minnesota, Lee Manns. Lee Mans. <laughs> <laughs> Endurance race employed a running start when competitors would sprint across the track, jump into their cars, and roar away. The ignition switch on the left allowed a Porsche driver to start the car while shifting into gear and steering off. Now, you didn't say that, but that makes sense.
1: Yep.
2: Right hand is busy shifting. Yep. Left hand is starting. Yep. yep. Thank yep. you.
1: Yep. You're welcome. So, huh. speaking of the automobile and the future thereof, Uh, The play story in today's Star Tribune is that Biden has officially banned that mine near the BWCA. He banned it for 20 years. That's the maximum a president could ban it without congressional action. So uh, pending, I would imagine, future appeals or whatever, we won't be mining uh, at the Twin Metals Mine for the kinds of precious metals that are needed for EV batteries.
2: Now, when Trump wins the next election, he can undo that on his first day in office, right? Yes. Yeah, because hmm. that's usually what happens when any new president takes over. The first couple of days they, they spend uh, reversing the previous administration's stupid little rules.
1: But it is a windmilling problem that will follow the political class through their lives. You want yeah. us in you want us in government cars, yeah, and and yet you are going to go out of your way to appease environmentalism by preventing the mining of the materials needed to make the batteries for your government cars. They're going to continue to be windmilled. I am not. Uh, this is a tough one. This is a very tough decision. Uh, <clears throat> I certainly endorse the uh, pristine LBGT. Yeah, uh, but then again, you you are the same people, generally speaking, who think envir- uh, think electric vehicles will somehow save the earth, and I guess you're just going to have to convince yourself that it's okay. Some ten year old kid in Africa does all the work for you rather than provide jobs to the people in the Boundary Waters right. area.
2: That's that's where kind of where I'm at with the jobs and the miners and needing the work and, uh-huh. and all of that. I,
1: I certainly understand the wish and the intense work that has gone into preserving. <clears throat> in a perfect world, this question would not come up. We don't uh, drill for oil in the Boundary Waters. So fossil fuel use would would never have infringed on the boundary waters. Mm -hmm. But to to make your government cars, it will.
2: As we discovered earlier in the week, though, um, mining for the material you need to make these batteries isn't that invasive, is it? It involves water. Yeah, that's for lithium mining. Oh, This is what?
1: This is hard rock mining for uh, minerals under the Superior National Forest, copper, nickel.
2: All right, completely different, gotcha.
1: And what's the concern of the environmentalists with great justification is the waste products of the mining sure, and uh, that detriment that could be brought to the lakes and even though even though the pressure would be on twin metals uh, to take every precaution possible it's the second big move in federal land protection this week on wednesday the biden administration said it would not allow roads or logging on some 9 million acres of temperate rainforest in alaska
5: hmm.
1: in alaska's nearly <clears throat> 17 million acre tongas national forest now we go on to learn there are no active mineral leases on the minnesota land that was withdrawn from mining but the long planned twin metals mine was slated for the area near ely i don't know where it goes from here
2: i wonder how the folks of alaska feel about biden stepping in and telling them how to conduct business in their state
1: well, that still leaves 8 million acres, apparently, where, if I'm reading it correctly, would allow you to mine. I'm sorry, to uh, to harvest trees.
2: As for North uh, Minnesota, northern Minnesota, the irony is killing me here, that, that the fact that um, these, and I don't want to start a fight or criticize anybody here, but the miners and mining is, uh, you know, that's a union job, and unions are... Uh, product of the democratic party and mm-hmm. uh, now the democratic president has uh, you know killed their livelihood
1: mm-hmm.
0: but that's theirs to deal with i think i have audio back to your why the vehicle was or the ignition was placed in the left hand side it, pay
1: attention to what the nice hand was doing not the naughty hand oh yeah oh, oh that, that, naughty hand. that must be it. That the naughty it.
2: hands on the knob that must be the it. nice hand is on the key
1: yep oh. <laughs> the old shift knob. Yep. <laughs> That's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, it's tough for a... Uh, Irish pimp. It is. It's tough for a native Minnesotan to uh, uh, pretend that uh, you're okay with the possibility
2: of sullying that well, beautiful area. We're just assuming Twin Metals is doing mining like they were in you know the turn of the century. Right, in they're not obviously. No, things have changed, and the reclamation process is pretty neat, and they usually do a pretty good job of returning the land uh, to uh, as it once was, it formerly once was. Mm-hmm. Is that what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Something like that. This is the
1: final month of the scooter and electric bike sale. At EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville, and uh, given what we're hearing about gasoline and transportation issues, uh, I personally run all my errands in the summer on my scooter. Okay. They turn every urban errand into an adventure. You can do the same thing on your electric bikes, and they are fantastically famous for their electric bike service at EcoFun. Uh, Also, great selection of youth recreational equipment, those little 4 by 4s the kids can drive, and Mm -hmm. you can get the automatic so you sit in a lawn chair and then don't let the kid run into a boulder. (laughs) And uh, plows with uh, the 4 by 4s and golf carts, uh, great service and apparel. Uh, Tim uh, does a wonderful job with EcoFun Motorsports. Look at the website, EcoFunMotorsports.com, and then get out there for the final month. (laughs) Of the sale, lowest prices of the year, and they'll keep your purchase until spring. It's Ecofund Motorsports on Forest Lake on Highway 97, just west of Interstate 35E, and in Burnsville on County Road, near County Road 42, on the Service Road of Life.
4: This guy wears
3: many hats, just not indoors. Joe
2: i love steve from worthington uh wrote me a nice note about seafoam and joe i want to tell i want you to tell me why i love him so much steve from worthington reminds me of derek from vice grip garage or my grandpa or a million other glers out there hey kenny i've got a seafoam story for you not amazing um but i think it's interesting i bought a used snowblower in the mid 90s kept fixing on it to keep it going because i was poor and now it's become a bit of a challenge to see if I can keep it going until I move into a facility that will take care of my snow for me. For years, it started in the first pole, then it took two for some, then three. Lately, it's been four. So I was fixing another item in my shop the other day, and I, I gave the old thing a couple of gulps. Um, and then just now, I had to go blow out my driveway again, and it started on the first pole. Woo! Viola. Viola. Not an earth-shattering. You wouldn't believe how many people send send me right. that Viola. Not an earth-shattering story, but proof sea foam works and is probably a good idea to help keep all my cylinders happy. Thanks and good luck. Why do I love Steve so much? What did he say in that email Wait, that I respect so much? I was going to say you love him because he did his,
0: your ad for for you, <laughs> Joe.
1: Because he reminds you of your grandfather. Why? Because he's not throwing anything away. He's going keep yes. stuff running. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes, no matter what. He's going to keep that thing around until it throws throws the piston right, right out of the top. Right through the house. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that about GLers. What do you always say? We're last droppers. Last it, droppers. That goes for our cylinders, too. And Seafoam uh, helps us get there. It, it preserves those old cylinders, keeps them running fast and happy. You can find it everywhere. A world-class operation and a great product in a world of bad gas. Seafoam.
0: Yes, Chris. Uh, I just saw a press release that I was made aware of uh, because of the Twitter account Crime Watch Minneapolis. This is an official press release from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives, St. Paul. A, a a the National Bureau. Well, Saint Paul. All right. The division of Saint Paul. Um, sorry. The dated today, Friday, January twenty seventh, at eight fifty a.m. Possible civil unrest in our area may result in looting of businesses. The ATF reminds you to remain vigilant and to take appropriate steps to secure both your firearms inventory and your required records. Hmm. Please report all suspicious persons or activity to your local police department. Additionally, to notify ATF if you find any of your firearms missing, lost, or stolen, or if you are a victim of an attempted burglary of your business, this was sent to all licensed gun shops and dealers warning of potential unrest in the Twin Cities and to take the appropriate precautions. And
1: do we uh, do they give a time for this potential
0: unrest? No, but it was sent this morning, so my I oh, would guess... Here's my was... suspicion.
1: The city of Memphis is going to release a police video this evening, depicting uh, the five officers viciously viciously beating a guy named Tyree Nichols, a black man whose death prompted murder charges against the five cops and outrage at the country's latest instance of police brutality. All five, this this is germane to the story, I I believe. All five cops are black guys. The guy they killed is a black guy. And the people who've seen the video uh, find it revolting beyond their understanding. They've never seen anything like it. The five officers have been charged with murder and other crimes uh, in the killing of Tyree Nichols, a motorist who died three days after a confrontation with the officers during a traffic stop January 7th. Uh, All five officers, according to the uh, district attorney, Steve Mulroy, Uh, Each played different roles in the killing, but they're all responsible. The officers, who are all black, each face charges of second-degree murder, aggravated assault, aggravated kidnapping, and official misconduct and official oppression. Uh, Nichols' family members and their lawyers. I think the always available Crump was down Mm -hmm. there. Uh, And why wouldn't he be in a case like this? Nichols' family members and their lawyers said the footage shows officers savagely beating the 29-year-old FedEx worker for three minutes in an assault that the legal team likened to the infamous 1991 police beating of Rodney King, a Los Angeles motorist. I remember that yep. distinctly. Mm-hmm. Memphis Police Chief Sarah Lynn Davis, uh, a black female. I don't know if that's germane or not. <laughs> described the officer's actions as heinous, reckless, and inhumane, uh, and said Friday that her department has been unable to substantiate the reckless driving allegation that prompted the stop. As far as I know today, I do believe that the stop itself was very questionable, she said. Didn't he run? Video of the traffic stop will be released to the public tonight.
2: It, it doesn't say that any story I've seen, Matthew. I heard that he ran, and that's why they. Okay, well, uh, I I'll, I'll seen look that. for a Video of the traffic right.
1: stop will be released to the public sometime Friday evening, Mulroy said, district attorney, noting that local and state investigators wanted to complete as many interviews as possible before releasing it. Uh, Nichols' family members viewed the footage Monday. Davis told, uh, Sarah Sarah Lynn Davis, the police chief, told Good Morning America that she and other local officials decided it would be best to release the video later in the day Friday after schools have let out and people are home, given that protests are expected to erupt.
0: Okay, then I understand it, don't you? You're right. I found it.
3: Okay.
1: As a precaution, Memphis area schools canceled all after-class activities, and postponed a school event scheduled for Saturday morning. Other early closures include the Memphis Power Company's community offices and the University of Memphis. Nichols' mom, Rovonne Wells, said her family is grief-stricken but warned supporters of the horrific nature of the video and pleaded for peaceful protests. I don't want us burning our city and tearing up the streets because that's not what my son stood for, she said, uh, she said that yesterday. If you guys are here for me and Tyree, then you will protest peacefully. And the uh, pro- the uh, district attorney is pleading for calm. I expect our citizens to exercise their First Amendment right to protest and to demand actions and results. But we need to ensure our community is safe. She said, I'm sorry, that's the police chief, Davis, Sarah Lynn Davis. None of this is a calling card for inciting violence or destruction on our community or against others. Nichols' stepfather, Rodney Wells, told the AP that he and Roe Wells discussed the second-degree second degree murder charges and are fine with it. They had initially sought first-degree murder charges. There's other charges, so I'm all right with that, he said. Uh, let me see if I can uh, add including,
2: including a charge of kidnapping, I saw. Mm-hmm. which, uh, no, which is... I Also, Kenny, just to be upfront...
3: Uh, He did not deserve to be beat like that, and I wasn't implying that it's his fault Uh, that he ran. No, you
2: brought up something, and I'm glad you did. Um, Like Joe said, and the story says over and over, police have found uh, no proof of reckless driving. At least it wasn't caught on camera. Uh, But Joe, if you don't mind, I'd like to read what I found here. Nichols had been pulled over in the Memphis Hickory Hill neighborhood for alleged Reckless driving, after an initial altercation when pepper spray was deployed, Nichols ran. Uh, there was another altercation at a nearby location where serious injuries were experienced. We don't know what that means. Right? That means that's where he got the S kicked out of him. And about the pepper taped. spray. Right, right. We don't, um, that's all this NBC News story says about what you brought up, Matt, of mm-hmm. him running. Gosh, I. you know... I'm I just have to say no The,
1: off, the officers are being investigated for violating department policy. In addition, the chief said a complete and independent review will be conducted of the department's specialized units without providing further details. Two fire department workers were also removed from duty over the arrest. Uh, really? Crump said, Crump is the attorney representing the family, said the video showed that Nichols was shocked pepper sprayed, and restrained when he was pulled over near his home. He was returning home from a suburban park where he had taken photos of the sunset. Okay. All right. Police have said Nichols was stopped (sighs) for reckless driving and at some point fled from the scene. Relatives have accused the police of causing Nichols to have a heart attack and kidney failure. Authorities have only said Nichols experienced a medical emergency. One of the officers was accused of previously using excessive force. He was named as a defendant in a 2016 federal civil rights lawsuit while employed by the Shelby County Division of Corrections. The claims were ultimately dismissed after a judge ruled that the plaintiff had failed to file file a grievance in time. The officers are, uh, I can name them if that that helpful to even know their names there's five of them and uh sounds like a dreadful situation yeah but tonight uh if if way up here in saint paul we're getting some warnings uh, then i would imagine uh, the likes of memphis and the rest of tennessee are on high alert
2: yeah understand the entire country, all the major cities around uh, the country are on high alert for as as far away as uh, San Francisco and the West Coast.
0: You had asked earlier, you know, you were wondering about the timing. After that explanation, I completely get why they're releasing it when they are, don't you? Uh, I don't think that, because I think what you were trying to imply, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you were trying to imply like a a Friday afternoon news dump. Is that what you were thinking, Joe?
1: I, I guess I don't know what I'm thinking.
0: Because the way I the way I read it, Hello? the way that I read it is, I think it makes perfe- Not me. I make, Not me. I think it makes perfect sense why they're releasing it when they are. So that way, everyone's home, you know. Because oftentimes, what happens is we've seen it here, where we're trying to get you know a ninety four, and we've got you know the entire freeway backed up because of protesters. The officers are
1: Tedarius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Desmond Mills, Emmett Martin, and Justin Smith. It doesn't help us know much, but apparently it's the nature of the, the beating that's going to be found to be so disturbing.
3: Well, yeah, it sounds like they really overdid it, of course.
1: Why would the brothers beat up a brother? And I'm not saying they should beat up a white guy. I'm just saying that strikes me as odd.
0: I, well, well, it's it's not a race thing. I guess it, it is. It's, it's no point in bringing race into right. it. But I am really glad that mom spoke up. I mean, I don't think it's really going to help, unfortunately. Yeah. But I'm glad she spoke up and said, please protest in his name, but remain civil. Be peaceful about it, because this is what my son would have wanted. I'm so glad she said that.
1: And well, it hurt. sounds to me like the public is way ahead of the, uh... no, I'm sorry. It sounds to me like the city is way ahead of the protesters. The city is certainly
0: right. not balking in bringing these five to justice. But oftentimes, though, we all know this. It, none of that's going to matter. People are going to use this as an opportunity. They, right. they almost don't give a damn about the individuals affected. They just want to cause damage. Right we saw it in what atlanta a week ago.
1: Mhm. Well, let's uh let's hope for the best. Maybe we're blessed with a terribly cold evening here.
2: It's yeah. taken a while. Uh, this happened on January 7th. Right.
1: But what took a while uh, apparently was the was the revelation of the uh the body cam videos are so dreadful apparently that People are going to be warned not to watch it and what have you. Uh, So there you have it. Hmm. Warnings out to uh, lock up your guns to the people who have them. Say, uh, we were made privy by a longtime emailer, emailer, Barry Shockley. Uh, This is, uh, look at me. This is... uh, Tomwell. Keith Ellison. (laughs) Mm
0: Mm-hmm. That's but what I was looking at to go get, Okay, way, but it's, it's,
1: it's years ago, but I think it's important to play it. Yes. Uh, I was saying yesterday, I was quoting an old tax professor who told a friend of mine in, in their class, they can't take it all. Okay. And I said, well, it feels like they're trying to. Just wait. <laughs> and <laughs> this is from when Keith Ellison was in the, uh, the U.S. House. And he apparently was speaking to a group called Democrat, the Progressive Democrats of America. And uh, I have no reason to believe that Keith's, Keith's thinking has changed from the day he was captured on tape saying this to a room full of like-minded mysterians Uh, What he was telling them uh, is America isn't broke and there's plenty of money. It's just that the government doesn't have it yet. So here you go.
2: Uh,
0: You know, people like George Soros, Bill Gates,
2: Warren Buffett, Paul Krugman, Joe Stiglitz, Jeffrey Sachs, Dean Baker, Robert Poland, Larry Summers, have all said they support a transaction
4: tax and uh so the bottom line is we're not broke there's plenty of money it's just the government doesn't have that.
3: the government has a right the government and the people of the united
1: states have a right to run the programs of the united states health welfare housing all these things and the people who benefit from being here have a duty and obligation to help support it look up uh, rook transactional tax, transactional tax. This is something apparently that uh, Ellison was talking about uh, that he's in favor of or was at the time and is virtually saying, look, the government should have the money to bring about the programs we all benefit from. I don't know where he thinks the money's supposed to come from if you're going to take it from people. All right,
3: transactional tax... This is from the Latham and Watkins uh, Law Group. I've got to get over a review here. Transactional tax lawyers, okay, uh, they're not telling us what it is.
0: Let me go
1: back. Reverse type in, what is a tra- transitional tax?
0: I thought it was transactional.
1: I'm sorry? What is a transactional tax?
3: Although transaction taxes can be taxes imposed on any transaction, the term generally refers to the taxes imposed on the trading of currencies, stocks, and other financial instruments by economists. One of the most influential transaction tax is the Tobin tax.
2: Um, That didn't help me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is according to the Financial Transaction Tax Wikipedia page. A financial transaction tax, otherwise known as FTT, is a levy on a specific type of financial transaction for a particular purpose. The tax is both... Oh, here we go. Sorry, i got to read past the cut line. The tax has been most commonly associated with the financial sector for transactions involving intangible property, rather than real property. It is not usually considered to include consumption taxes paid by consumers.
3: Another type of transaction tax, securities transaction taxes, been uh, proposed and implemented in many equity markets. So it sounds like STTR taxes imposed on the can, trading of stocks, bonds, yeah, futures, and yeah. contracts.
2: I can dumb it down. Yeah, what you, Matt just said, a tax levied on investors when making transactions on the financial market.
1: So to to even dumb it down further, it sounds like mysterians who would go after Warren Buffett and say, we want a piece of the profit you just made when you bought that railroad.
2: Right. It mm, doesn't say anything about profit. It just says a tax on the transaction.
1: In fact, I won't even use railroad because that's that's not...
0: Would it, would it would that transaction tax apply to somebody like I don't know uh, Paul Pelosi when he dumped three thousand shares of Google stock a month before a DOJ antitrust lawsuit was filed? Isn't that something? Would, would that would that be the same thing? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just curious. Yeah.
1: Well, and anyway, that's kind of eye opening on the part of Keith. <clears throat> okay, these wait these well, taxes. Keith, Keith is the one that dumbed it down. He Me said, too. "There's money out there." Yeah. We just don't
0: have it. No, what Keith said is, we're going to need all All that that. money.
1: These
3: taxes are designed to raise revenue, of course, but are also often intended to modify the behavior of financial institutions and markets, typically to minimize excessive (laughs) risk-taking and speculation, both behaviors that are widely seen as detrimental to the healthy functioning of markets. Well, another way to
1: say that would be the government doesn't want you engaging in risk if the government senses it might lose its taste. It might lose its piece of it. Right on.
2: I have a question for you, Joe. You're my uh, tax expert. I go to you on all my uh, tax uh, advice and questions. How do states like, say, South Dakota, Florida, or any other state that doesn't charge income tax, how do they do that, and why can't we do that
0: here? Well, wasn't that part of Jensen's campaign? How do we do that, Yeah, and why can't we do that
1: here? Well, I'd start with the fact that the population of South Dakota is minimal compared to virtually every other state. Well, what about Florida? Florida? Uh, They're they're getting it back then in sales taxes. Tennessee? Getting it in sales taxes. They have their own version of consumption taxes.
0: Yeah, but the cost of living in Florida can't... I'd I'd really
2: like my whole paycheck.
1: That's all I'm asking. Well, you're never going to see your whole paycheck.
2: Not in this state.
1: And and in fact, your paycheck will be less if Walls wins his payroll tax request, which would fund expanded child (laughs) care.
0: You know, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is from an account I follow. This is one that we have used oftentimes in this show when it dealt with COVID and COVID numbers. Mm-hmm. This is a straight arrow. This is not a biased account. It's called COVID Clarity. New analysis of Governor Tim Wall's one Minnesota budget shows that about $7 billion of the $8 billion in proposed tax breaks, and I'm using air quotes for you listeners, GLers, would go to those who already don't pay the taxes. Yeah, that's right. You see, if you earn under 60, if your household, I should say, is in yeah. the third Quintile or below, meaning you, owe, you earn less than $61,000, that's where the $7 billion in tax credits are going. Yeah, we covered that yesterday. The Not, people that don't pay are getting the money back.
2: The people that do get jacked.
0: Meanwhile, the 90, 95% of all the taxes paid are in that upper half, which is getting mm-hmm. $1 billion of the tax breaks, mm-hmm. which is a complete joke. They can't take it all. What? Bet. Well, getting
1: closer. They're getting closer. Come on, I bet. <laughs> They're really trying, aren't they? It's amazing. And again, these are tough, tough decisions for people to make about leaving here, you know?
0: Uh, but what people, seriously, Joe, I said this, I'm, I'm going to repeat it. But what we need to start worrying about is yeah, it's one thing for people to say, I'm done with this, because that's a personal choice. When businesses and, and places of employment start making that decision, That's when we're going to see the dominoes start to fall. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why this administration can't understand that.
2: I really love that point that the uh, GLR brought up in the email to you, Such. If the Minnesota Department of Revenue accidentally overpaid you by, I don't know, $10 on your refund, not only would you get a letter requesting that money back ASAP, but that letter would be full of threats of garnishing wages, taking a lien on your house and all sorts of other uh, and did you see where the re-
1: the oil companies are again reporting record profits and that's turned the activists loose i suppose the katies of the world are outraged that an oil company is making money but the katies of the world are not outraged that the government of minnesota has taken 18 billion dollars of your money well she's extra extra mm-hmm. according to katie we get what we pay for it, joe Katie, I wish you could join us.
2: Katie, when you're
1: walking down the street and get hit over the head and have your purse stolen, you're not getting what you pay for.
2: Clean water right out of the tap, Joe. Stormwater appropriately dealt with. Libraries, St. Paul parks, (laughs) water aerobics, pickleball courts. Oh, and the trails, the streets, the bridges, uh, maintaining, constructing, plowing them and keeping them safe, bike lanes, sidewalks. Public schools, for goodness sakes, public safety, including inspectors, flood prevention, cops, and firefighters, trees. Our urban canopy makes our city so much more beautiful and pleasant.
1: Mm -hmm. May we take a break and I'll come back to you and talk about snow plowing?
0: You know how else you can get clean water? Hofferman. From my friends at Hofferman Water. And Connecticut, by the way. Which is the best water treatment dealer around? Yes, Hofferman Water has been servicing the great state of Minnesota for over 50 years, and they're the best in the business. They'll take care of you. They've been taking care of me for about, mm, let's see, one, two, three, six years now. I've been a customer of Hofferman and Kinetico. Sales, service, and rental for Kinetico water treatment systems that includes water softeners. Because you know that crap can you got in the basement? Get that replaced. So, you get some clean water for you and your family. Also, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems and drinking water systems. That new system from Connecticut can do so many things other water softeners just simply cannot do. It will cut down on that salt usage, but it's also going to protect your appliances. Bad water is awful and it will affect almost every aspect of your largest investment, which is, of course, your home. I'm not kidding. Your showers are better. You get that new system installed. So, is your laundry. And not to mention your drinking water. Get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water today, 952-894-4040. That's 952-894-4040. Or just visit their website, Hoffermanwater.com. Hofferman Water, serving the state of Minnesota for over fifty years, as I mentioned. Please tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Yeah. Oh, are you trying to hear the song?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> He's not hated enough for my taste. <laughs> that, that's the problem I have with last night. I need, I need my C to be hated universally. <laughs> 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 and I'm afraid you've gained too much uh, acceptance, Patrick. What well, is this going to do to you?
4: I don't know. I've had another Twins function today. They're press conference uh, uh, that they have on the Friday of Twins Fest or whatever yeah. the hell it is. And uh, yeah. yeah, I got a couple of shots from Falvey and Baldelli. So yeah. uh, okay, good. <laughs> He's back. Good, <laughs> good, 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 good. Yeah. good.
2: <laughs> Yeah,
4: that's okay. You so. did issue the great
2: cheap shot, I want though. These, I want these guys to cringe and get PO'd when they see you waddling into the... Uh, Kenny, in you'd love it. Last night.
0: That <laughs> yeah. is the Herb Carneal Award winner. So last night, Patrick uh, is talking about his favorite team, which is the 77 team, Rodney and whatever, and he said, ah, oh, we just lost Soupy Campbell. 400 innings in three years is a relief pitcher. He looks right at Rocco. Did you hear that, Rocco? Yeah. A hey, relief pitcher. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: nice, Racy. nice.
4: Uh, Rocco took it okay. I was talking to him today. So anyway, yeah, uh, this uh, – this event today is uh, just kind of a luncheon where they really tell us nothing. So they told us Joe Mauer is going in the Twins Hall of Fame in his first year eligible. So that's not a big surprise. I don't
1: think no. that's a surprise. No. No, no,
4: no sir.
1: No, no sir. No. I didn't get to see it last night. I had to attend an event. But the uh, <laughs> apparently the Wild had sound like the old days of the
4: Broad Street Bullies. Yes. Yes. It must have been unbelievable. They uh, th- 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 Three fights that happened almost simultaneously. I guess. Yeah. Plus,
1: when I got home, there would have been time to watch the last couple of minutes, but it was one of those games where you had to pay. I couldn't yeah, find it, it on TV. Oh, no, no, it was it's an plus. ESPN
2: deal. Well, I couldn't get it. Why no. does the NHL do that? I don't They've know. got to know people aren't do- watching them. Yeah.
4: ESPN Plus, is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: but when, I, yeah. when that came up on my screen... It was requesting my payment information. Oh,
4: you're not, well, I don't
1: have any payment information.
4: There are there are creative people who get around that, but we're not gonna go into it. So Everybody is just on their feet screaming,
5: kill 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 this is hockey!
4: <laughs> so speaking of brawls, I, I did a column for the uh, the uh, hockey day is in White Bear Lake, right? Yeah. And White Bear Lake, of course, immediately for you brings up Moose Goheen, right? But,
1: Absolutely.
4: Uh, I you you knew Moose, right? Indeed.
1: Very like, live three doors down. Live three yeah. doors down.
4: Yeah, like well, I it brings to mind Billy Butters for me, so I, I wrote a column about Billy, who's become a very good Christian man. Uh, it was not always thus, No. of course, had had some of the greatest brawls in history. He told me one. Uh, that you can find on the internet, although I think it's only the audio. But uh, they're playing. The Saints are playing a playoff game against Hartford, and Harry Neal has Jack Carlson. He has Butters and he has that uh, Blackney or whatever. They so he's got three goons, right? Right. And he he doesn't play any of them in the first period. And Glenn runs down from the press box and says. Um, just screams at Harry, get those three guys on the ice on the first shift and beat the hell out of them. <laughs> and the the fight lasted for thirty-two minutes. Jesus. Wow. 32 minutes. <laughs> it's always a famous pro. And uh and basically Butter started and he just saw Larry Plume and P-L-E-A-U, remember him, Larry Plume, mm. just punched him at all help. <laughs> Just came out. Simon punched
1: him. I I have. I got. I got a couple of thoughts about this hockey day and white beer. If I'm not mistaken, the location of the of the games is about uh, Interstate 35 and Highway 96.
4: There's a. There's some. Polar Lakes Park. Something. something. Why in the hell didn't they make the rinks on the lake? I think I'm with you. Let's make it old-time hockey. There. That's
1: Come not on. white bear. That's uh, I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah,
2: we've had some ice issues this year, guys.
1: And when okay. it came to Moose Goheen, every fish I ever caught off the end of the dock, the old man said, you got to walk over and show that to Moose. <laughs> <laughs>
4: really? Yeah. Moose was by then, Moose didn't have much excitement in his life. he wanted to look at the suits right Well, up. that was a—he lived in a
1: summer-only cottage. You know, Moose was a okay. lineman for NSP.
4: Well, that's what he did after uh, he was done being the greatest yeah. hockey player in Minnesota yeah. history. My
1: old man said he could skate faster backwards than anyone could skate forward. Huh.
4: <laughs> oh, he was. Uh, legend. you know what else he was? I looked him up. World War One guy. He was a signals officer in World War I. I think his, Ruck,
1: verify this, I think his name is Francis Xavier. Francis Francis Xavier Goheen.
4: I think it is Francis Xavier, but it is Francis for sure. And he had a kid
1: who was a good hockey player. The kid is probably now 80 or whatever. Johnny Goheen. mm
4: -hmm.
5: Mm -hmm.
1: Francis Xavier Moose Goheen. Mm -hmm.
4: I knew you knew the Moose, but uh, Bill Butters takes me back to watching White Bear Lake uh, great football team in 1969 he was the fullback and i said to him how come you didn't get recruited he said because i ran the 40 in about 10 flat yeah. <laughs> you know his speed was not his uh, number one asset but uh, boy they had that used to be big out there do you know they're building it that, that since they closed that mariner high school out there yeah. They they kept the building and their ninth and tenth graders go to one high school and their eleventh and twelfth go to another. But they're merged they're spending a lot of money in merging it and and I guess next year or the year after they're gonna do it like everybody else does.
1: Right? Does that old Hippodrome and White Bear still exist? That's where they played hockey. There was that old did. building where they played hockey. Yeah, That's got to be gone. That's
3: got I don't be know. Gone. I, I think my kids played there. Did they? I think so. It was the was super old. Yeah. They had a a really a very unique Zamboni. It wasn't, it wasn't a regular size.
1: Wasn't it uh, ice that was just frozen by virtue of nature? I don't think they had any machinery. Uh, that I, I don't know. I think enough. it was just outdoor ice inside a building. How about
3: this? Goheen was a member of the St. Paul Athletic Club team that won the United States Amateur Hockey Championship and received the McNaughton Cup in the 1915-16 season. After that season, Goheen enlisted in the United States Army, served in the European Theater during World War I in the Army Signal Corps. After his service, he returned to St. Paul Athletic Club and won a second league championship at McNaughton Club. Hold oh, my beer.
1: I'll be right back after wow. I solve
4: this war. <laughs> hey, Suit, Yeah. What fish did you catch that you were most proud to show Moose? <laughs> did little, it make his perch? Little perch, <laughs> little perch no. the size of his thumb.
1: No, I do remember one time showing him a pretty good bass.
4: Oh really? Taking that's a bath? I would, I would, I would bath. Say, oh, that's a
1: nice one. Oh, that's a good one, Joel. That's a you keep your you get your mother to cook that. <laughs>
4: so God, I would have loved to grow up three outdoors. Some old guy famous. Yeah,
2: nope, nope. Royce, uh, <laughs> you're right. I looked up this fight on YouTube um, with the Saints and the Whalers, and they don't have video of it. But the guy doing the play by play. It reminds me of something you would have seen on the movie Slapshot. Yeah. Oh, I mean, God, it was yeah. just absolute mayhem. I wonder who um, the
4: play-by-play guy was. It
2: was the start of the second, <laughs> evidently. It was the Hartford
4: and... guy that they, oh. they, they got that thing. Yeah. <laughs> he just punched Larry Paul! <laughs>
2: yeah, there was all sorts of sucker punches going on. and Yeah, it was just oh, fantastic.
4: Well, this is you know, the Broad Street Bullies were like in their heyday then, and everybody was trying to Going their way to the league, and then the WHA was trying to get fans to come to see the brawls. He told me, I didn't get this in a column, but, uh, you know, he later on was playing against Sonmore's team down in Birmingham, mm-hmm. and he said he was, I think he was with the Whalers by then, butters, but uh, they came down there, and Sonmore <laughs> had these guys, these fans that sat behind their bench, and they wore Nazi helmets. Jeez. <laughs> they, were, <laughs> oh wow. they were there to see the fights in the Nazi helmets. Oh. And he had uh, Gervano, Billadu, beat. Uh, he had uh, Jack, uh, Dave Hatson, and Jack Carlson. I think maybe Jack. He had four. Uh, Gervano was insane. And he, he had all those goons down there in Birmingham. And which was Glenn was in heaven. Here's a guy who became silver became the greatest so, crusader for sobriety of all time. But there's nothing he liked better than two hockey players kicking the crap out of each other. Right. <laughs> he, was, he was unbelievable. Oh, God. I think
1: it's Dan from Minnesota.
0: Dan Minnesota.
1: yes. Dan Minnesota. Yep. He, I think he had a name for the snowplows oh. that I thought was a great name. Glenn Snowmore.
4: Glenn Snowmore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was one of the, one of the best things I did that Glenn was getting ready. Glenn was kind of getting a little dingy and was going to go live with his sister in Toronto. Mm
5: -hmm. (laughs) And they had a going
4: away party for him out. And he was staying in a facility in a senior place, but a nice apartment. And they had a kind of a meeting room out there and they brought, they were having a Glenn going away party. And all these old gophers and all these old saints and everybody showed up and got the stories you could have written a novel. It was a book. I mean not a novel, a book, but it would have read like a novel when yeah. they started telling Sanbore stories. So. Yeah.
1: Are you gonna attend hockey day?
4: No, I've done my duty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Not especially if it isn't even if I can't see the shores of White Bear Lake. Why would I possibly... Man, find?
1: I wish they would have had that on the on the lake. I don't. I yeah. I, I naively assumed that's where they would hold it when I heard I was going to be in White Bear. Yeah,
4: it's. Uh, and I know we got ice good.
1: problems, Kenny, but you can flood the lake.
2: Yeah. What now? I'm listening to a fight here. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: give us a little. Give us a little of the noise there of the fight. what are getting. Oh, and wrestling him now. Fifteen feet in. Bill Patterson.
5: That's Black. all. Here Prince. comes the match. Lee. We've got a wild brawl here now. He is in on but McCartan kicks off. Prince, we've got a wild brawl here at the Civic Center. Both benches is empty. Hell, Smith involved. Players fighting everywhere inside the Saints' home. Everyone paired off with T.U. now and Carlson. There's
2: something like 108 minutes, uh, 108 oh, wow. penalty. Kenny, what website? What was the
1: dirigible it? that blew up?
2: The Hindenburg. December, it sounded yeah. like
1: the guy talking about the <laughs> Hindenburg. Oh,
4: the tragedy. There's a
2: couple of different uh, things on uh, YouTube. One, yeah. The one that we just played is called Brawl at the Mall. Yes.
4: Yeah, yeah. Hey, Kenny, the, 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 they say... The official tally was 32 minutes of brawling. <laughs> wow!
2: Minutes of wow! Glenn, wow! Can Glenn you imagine a... today's hockey fans dealing with that? Oh my God! Their brains well, would explode.
4: Glenn, had, Glenn also had the greatest NHL on ever. When we weren't going to take the Bruins' crap anymore, right? Joe, were you, you were you remember watching that game? Yeah, too? it was he in Boston. That, it was in Boston. Yeah, because we the the the. Uh, the North Stars had never won in Boston. And they start did they fight at the face off, right?
2: Yeah, it was the just, minute the puck was dropped, yeah, it as started. soon as it hit the ice, all the gloves came off. Yep.
4: <laughs> Glenn Sodmore for commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like Brackmire being the commissioner. The oh oh yes. my
0: god, yes. that'd be spectacular. Yeah. Jeez, Louise, so well, Patrick,
4: what do
1: we got this weekend? We got uh, the... Uh, Football! The, oh, that's right, the
0: playoffs. Well,
4: two great games, two great games. The point spread is... Uh, the uh, Chiefs are only one. Our Chiefs are only one. I but, think, Pat,
0: that point spread in the Chiefs-Bengals has changed four times since Sunday.
4: Because the well, Mahomes apparently looked good walking away from the podium, so now it's gone back up for right. the Chiefs. But, uh I like Cincinnati to win the game anyway.
0: Me too. Not that
4: that makes any difference, but the Eagles are two and a half. I think that's too many, don't you?
0: I do, but it's still a seventh-round rookie quarterback. Philly at home. Uh, I'm liking Philly. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah.
4: So I don't know, but two. They will. They will be uh, emblematic of this season. Two uh, nutcutters, as we used to say. Yep. So. <laughs> It was a too close one. To, all year, the NFL has uh, been able to survive on close games, and these should be two more.
0: Yeah. Well, very good, and congratulations
1: what?
4: again. We one quick thing one, yep. quick
0: thing. one quick thing. I yes, promised Kenny I would do this. Uh, this was tweeted out from a guy I follow who tweets about the Twins named Jeff. He found a great Pioneer Press Patrick Royce television commercial. Okay, okay stop right there. Yes. Pat, do you remember when they were doing television ads? I don't.
4: Yes. They did for one for you and one for
0: me, right? I guess, but I don't remember it. Well, he says yes. this is from '91, but you were already at the party. Oh no,
4: no, I was already. That was '87.
0: Oh. I left a
4: year later, and Deborah right. Hall never forgave me. Right. Okay, I told you the Deborah Hall story when she oh, brought yeah. her back. When she brought, they brought her back at the Star Tribune to be a, a guest speaker, and I said Deborah, and I put my hands out, and she said. Get away from me, you bleeping bleeping! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this, this is ten years later,
0: right? So, <laughs> Pat, nice the, to be loved. The best part <laughs> about this thirty-second ad is the fact that it features Mike Lynn, Clark Griffith, and Louie. Are you ready?
4: Pat Roycey yeah. has some pretty strong ideas of how sports should be played.
0: Roycey,
2: the guy's a hack, <laughs> and he doesn't pull any punches. He doesn't know a typewriter from second base. He tells it like it is. Roycey, he's a close personal friend of mine. Pat Roycey. Read him in the St. Paul Pioneer Press
4: Dispatch. Go yeah, ahead, we'll be
2: damned The best oh. part, Roycey, was the little wink, the sly little wink he <laughs> gave the camera.
4: You know how did long you tweet that, that out? It took yeah. like three hours. Come on. This is all I got. Let me go. I was like, go.
3: What is my motivation?
4: Unique <laughs> <laughs> New York. You unique a, New York. You're a crisp, you're crumbling bacon in yes. the frying pan. Yes, yes. <laughs> hey, uh, hey rollerback, let's take cut three. We're getting it down now.
2: What was with Louie wringing the neck of a newspaper? He had a newspaper rolled up in his hands, no, but he think was.
4: Think I think he was. It was supposed to be a satire of him telling me he was a close personal friend at the same time he wanted to joke.
0: To yeah, <laughs> that's
4: that's exactly yeah. what I got. Well, Mike I Lynn's think what it was,
2: but uh, yeah, the, the no, Mike it worked.
0: The Mike Lynn grin when he calls Racy a hack is perfect. You could tell he got a lot of pleasure from <laughs> oh, that.
4: <yeah. laughs> Joe and I would both agree that he is the most underrated treasure we've ever had. Twin City Sports
1: Market. Oh, absolutely. Remarkable Mike. Great. Yep.
4: Remarkable Mike. Joe gave him that name. So. Yeah. I think it's a short for Remarkably Slick, wasn't it? What you first called him?
1: Remarkably Slick Mike Lynn. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Capital on Remarkably and Slick. Yep. So yep. so so geez, you used to
3: be
2: somebody in this market. Yeah. So much so
3: that Mike Lynn came to you two.
1: With the Community
3: with the Protection Act. Boy, well, we thought we high high had
2: the front. biggest scoop in
1: Keep the it world. Keep wraps. Right? Out of there,
4: I think we ran two graphs. I don't know how
1: <laughs> I think I got a graph. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Community Protection
1: Act. We thought we were going to win the Pulitzer. Yeah, we were summoned to his house. We were. That was that was the best thing we ever had in our lives. The Community the Protection is be,
4: Act. The Times is going to be calling us to be
3: investigated. You know, I think I I was your producer at the time. I think you even said Rook. We we can't let you in yet. We don't, We can't give you the full <laughs> yeah. No. Whatever. I'd like to tell yeah, you, I, but I but can't. I can't. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah, right.
4: God almighty, that was a beauty.
0: Oh. All right. All right. See you later. See, See All right. you later, he All says. Right. Uh, Kenny.
2: I remember the day um, the announcement was going to be made that Roycey was going across the river, and he actually called me up in Maplewood looking for you, Such, Mm -hmm. because he was trying to track you down so he could tell you personally before Mm -hmm. you found out over the media, uh, through the media.
1: I'm like Deborah Hollow, I never forgave him.
2: Um, (laughs) If I remember right, your reaction wasn't that hot or heated, was it? I suppose if it was my reaction for the public,
1: I suppose I was civil.
2: But uh, off the air, when the mics were closed? Yeah.
1: (laughs) You worthless son of a...
2: (laughs) Uh, the big winter whiteout sale is almost over. We've got the rest of, the th- of uh, today and then Monday and Tuesday. It's a big sale at Maple Grove Lock and Safe on Centurion USA and Colonial Safes, the best made safes in the USA with transferable lifetime warranties, best fire protection you can get, and, of course, professional delivery and installation. Okay, the uh, the Centurion 24. Um Richard Maple Grove Lock and Safe is going to give us $300 off that, $329 off the USA 36, and a whopping $795 on the Colonial 50. All of the above-mentioned safes, white gloss, and uh, the winter whiteout sale goes until the end of business next Tuesday. Hook up with Rich at 6901 East Fish Lake Road. Save up to $795. And of course, you can see all the details in the safes at maplegrovelockandsafe.com.
0: One day closer. <laughs>
2: <Yep>. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say it out loud, um, actually. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't
3: have any way to know. Yeah, they don't have any way.
2: But uh, it's. Uh, you're doing pretty well, according to the internet. Yeah,
5: fine.
2: <laughs> Here's a question, Joe. <laughs> it's a scramble <gasps> People also ask, "What is Joe Souchere doing now?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, did you... I was just googling Joe off the air. You didn't talk to that guy last night, did you? What guy? All right. So, twins thing winding down. I know you guys will find this shocking. Do you know who the first person to leave the event last night was? It was Such, of course. Yeah, <laughs> dragging the CP out the door. Right. But uh, the boss and I were talking to a gentleman that said Dan introduced me. Yeah, this is Chris Reavers. He produces the Garage Logic podcast, and he says, "Oh, is that still on?" Oh. So I said, g- 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 "Give, give, me, me, your give phone. me your phone. Give yeah. me your phone. Rick. Really nice guy. You guys would he he's known you two forever. You and Rook. Well, who was it? Um, Rick.
1: Rick." Yeah. From Harlingen, Texas. I don't remember what his first...
0: really nice guy. I forget what his first name was. Can I
1: clear something right. up here? Sure. Or you have to do something. Go ahead. I made the mistake yesterday of believing uh, that Margaret Anderson Kelleher, the public works director of Minneapolis, had strong political affiliations in St. Paul. Yes. I've been corrected. The woman I was thinking of is Kathy Lantry. Oh. Uh, and. Uh, an, a GLR was kind enough to link me to a an MPR piece that appeared January 30, 2015. Okay. Yeah, now I remember. Uh, when we we're learning that Mayor Chris Coleman plucked City Council President Kathy Lantry to become the city's Public Works Director. They were interviewing three other candidates for the job. Two was from the twin, two were from the twin cities. One was flown in from Chicago suburbs. They were interviewing a woman who was the head of public works in Evanston, Illinois. Okay, that, that's it. I'm just clearing that up. It was Thank Kathy you. Lantry. But the larger topic was this current public works director in St. Paul, uh, Kershaw, Sean Kershaw, mm-hmm. Uh, has an impressive resume, and to his credit, he he stood in front of the microphones two weeks ago and took Mm -hmm. all the heat for the lousy plowing, but he has no earthly idea about public works. No, I looked at his bio. So so I think another glimpse into the third rail of the uh, Mysterian public class, they don't look for a public works director who has public works director experience. He goes
3: to work a shovel, maybe wrench a little bit. You know,
1: in the old days, a, a guy was the public works director in, uh, oh, I don't know, Lacrosse, Wisconsin. Okay. And he he did a good job, and he uh, kept his resume up, and he got wind of an opening in St. Paul. Yep. And then he would apply for that job, and maybe he'd get hired, and thus he improved his career. And Step did, up. And the city stepped up there. Plowing, for example. Well, today, uh, based on what Melvin Carter did hiring Sean Kershaw, that's not important. What's important is that you're on board the ideological bandwagon of non-measurable achievement. Right. So this guy, uh, even upon his hiring, I went back and looked it up. Kershaw said, I believe in the inclusiveness and the equity that we're building in St. Paul. Okay, that's fine. How's but, your the, but the guy trying to get to work doesn't give a bleep if it's a woman who's plowing the streets or a yellow or green or blue or black or red or a male 100%. or trans or whatever. Just plow the damn streets. Right, right. But they're so steeped in this BS which, and then people always say to me, well, yeah. smart guy, you yeah. are, you're always yapping your trap. Yeah, you what would you do? I'll tell you exactly what I would do.
2: That's easy. That's an easy, That's an easy answer. Yeah, I'd,
1: yeah. I'd get rid of every single job in the uh, political administration of St. Paul and Minneapolis that can't be measured for its worth that can't be measured for its achievement. That might be 90% of them. I'm not being facetious. And I'd get rid of them all, and I would go buy new plows and hire new drivers, and I would make it a goal to have the Twin Cities, the best plowed metro area in the nation, which it should be. Winter is not new to us. What's new to us is the idea that it's no longer important to us. It used to be important. It used to cost a mayor his job Mm -hmm. if the streets weren't plowed. Now we're so far away from that. Really, oh, God, yes. Really, you could run on a platform of plowing the streets. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and now yeah. it's it's uh, well, we got the right guy. He's in. He's on board with all our inclusive nonsense that has nothing to do with streets. Here, here. So that's my speech. And it was, was s- Kathy s- Lantry alerted me to that. She didn't know anything about public works. She uh-huh. left the St. Paul City Council <clears throat> to take this gig because Nor- uh, uh, Chris Coleman appointed her.
2: You suppose it'll only get worse, or do you, you think it'll ever revert back to common sense? No. Do you think there'll be a time in the future, 20, 50 years ahead of us, where people will look back and go, damn, they were dumb? The only thing I know about
1: answering your question is that it will it will take 20 or 30 years yeah. before enough people rally to their senses in and a, and a new generation – is taught not in the failed academy.
2: Yeah, j- j- just when we think it couldn't get any worse, it does. I well, that's why Bar-
1: we—that's why we came up with this axiom that with each new mayor, yeah, yeah, yeah. you regret the previous one. Can you imagine regretting Fry and uh, and uh, Carter? But no. I guarantee you, you will. No. If,
0: well, it, if we head down this path, you will. Well, we just got to sue more car companies for all these carjackings and then we'll we'll get things <laughs> just right.
1: Just sue just sue Hunt, uh, just sue uh, Kia. Right.
3: I think the barn door's open, we're heating the outside and the cats out of the
1: bag. And that train <laughs> left the station. Yep. Got Only it. because they come to us <laughs> all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling limens at worldwidewaftage.com. It was on this day in 1871. Jan 27. Kentucky Congressman James Proctor Knott delivered the speech, The Glories of Duluth in Congress, mocking the city in an effort to defeat a bill granting land to the St. Croix and Lake Superior Railroad. Duluth citizens appreciated the free publicity, however, and the town of Proctor was named for him. Hmm. On this day, yeah, on this day in 1960, one two seven, Grand Portage National Monument, established by Congress in 1958 and located within the Grand Portage Indian Reservation, was dedicated when Secretary of the Interior Fred A. Seaton accepted the site from the Grand Portage Band of the Minnesota Chippewa. The eight and a half mile Gitche Onagaming, the great carrying place, near the mouth of the Pigeon River, was a major gateway into the interior of North America for exploration, the fur trade, and
2: commerce. You do that portage, you're going to want to just do it all in one trip. There's no going back and forth here to get another bag or Mm -hmm. grab another canoe. It's not that long, it's eight miles? Eight miles. Yeah, you want to do that once. Yeah, let's get this over with. Grand
0: Portage National Monument. Thank you, GLers. Um, Wait a minute, though. What river was that? Rook and I, we, we had a discussion about this a the while pigeon. ago. The Pigeon. There was a song about that, wasn't there? Uh, you could pigeon
4: do the
0: Pigeon in Dioria.
4: Bert from Sesame Street. I love pigeons, and I pigeon. love how they walk. I've created a really yes. cool well, dance. Let's we do were... the Pigeon. Doing the Pigeon. Doing the, the we were
2: having such a
0: It was a great show up show until then, wasn't it? And I know. My bad. Ending on a high note. You know what we should do is talk about my friends at Slush Buster. You use deal. it today, huh? You sure could. Here's the problem. If you didn't get your Slush Buster right now, you might be out of luck. Really? Well, it's become the greatest hit of all 21 Fratelloni's hardware store locations. I was in Fratelloni's the other night. I believe there was one left. That's what I'm saying. So when I do this ad with Mike on the Weekly Scramble, he, he has said, and he means this, call the store and make sure they've got it before you decide to go into one of the 21 locations and ask about the Slush Buster. See, it's invented right here in Burnsville, Minnesota. Dave was getting tired of that corrosive slush ruining his vehicles, so he invented the Slush Buster. Yes, it's going to free all of that ice, chunk, and everything else from your vehicle, but it's also going to damage your cars if you don't get rid of it. So call your Fratelloni's hardware you store slow down, ahead okay? of time and make sure that they are stocked up. But if you'd like, go to slushbuster.us, and you can order one online. They also are available on Amazon and at the Welna Ace Hardware in Robbinsdale. So, anyway slushbuster.us. Let Dave know that you heard about its fantastic invention right here on the Garage Lodge Logic podcast. Rookie, are you going to do the pitch this Well, yeah. Weekend? Do you
3: know who shares a birthday today on the 27th? I don't. Edward Smith, the uh, captain of the Titanic was born on this day. Why are you doing? Lewis Carroll and Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. You know? Make an you know? You <laughs> didn't like any of his songs?
4: What are his songs?
3: <laughs> I like it. Does he have a CD? Does he have a CD. What does he play? Hey, Pod MN on your smartphone, check it out for a library of podcasts that will entertain you and possibly educate you. Also, don't forget about us on YouTube. You can subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube. Doesn't cost you a dime, and it's a great way to entertain yourself. Uh, this will cost you 100 bucks for the year, 10 bucks a month. That's the Garage Logic Town Council. You will get a lot of inside information. And if
0: you sign up right now, a got. $10 Fratelloni Hardware gift card for you. Cha, on that one,
3: garagelogic.com.
0: Have a great
3: weekend. Roz?